0: To American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. Welcome back, everybody. All right. In this episode, I end up having a conversation with Kim Carter. She joins us again, and we talk about a variety of things. We talk about monkeypox. Uh, we talk about the geopolitical things that are going on, and a lot of education and school-related things as well. Um, one of the other topics that Kim and I brought up, or that Kim brought up, and we basically had almost a 30 minute conversation right at the start about this particular subject but what i ended up doing is is i left that i left that particular conversation out of what you're going to hear because we decided that toward the end of our conversation that this particular avenue of of discussion needed to be its own episode and what it has to do with is the business of child custody in particular during the last couple of years and uh, it, what what Kim will do, and I'll have her back on later on, uh, certainly later on this semester to discuss this more specifically, but she's dealing with a variety of issues related to child custody when it comes to her own children, uh, given the state of affairs involving her ex-husband. And what she's finding out and has learned throughout this entire time is that much like the COVID lie with everybody else and in every other avenue, again, law enforcement, the judicial system, you name it, that convincing lawyers and judges about the state of affairs regarding what's going on in education is a next to impossible task. That if these people are asleep, they're not going to really be advocating for children, let alone examining any kind of a child custody case, objectively, by looking at the two parents and saying, "Okay, here's here's parent A, who doesn't want to send their children to the public school system, like Kim does not, and then you have parent B who thinks that what goes on in the K-12 school system is 100% fine, and the way that these children have been treated over this course of time is 100% fine." Um, it's a very heavy discussion. And it's one that we're going to have here on the show in due time. But for this particular episode, I just wanted to make it more about, again, the illnesses that are taking place, the school downfall, and and all of that. And we certainly discussed that without a doubt. But we both agreed that it it basically just deserves its own episode. Because it is a very interesting avenue of occurrences that are happening and uh she's not alone in that regard she she's not she's not the only awake parent who knows what's going on in the world and is trying to use that in the defense of her own children to protect them as best she can because again law enforcement and the judicial system are dead asleep as to what's going on local prosecutors as you've heard me brought up uh, or bring up rather on numerous occasions are dead asleep and these people are not Going after what is arguably the biggest fish that has ever landed on their desk, which is these COVID bio shots and, and these bioweapons. I mean, they they just aren't. And then of course everything again that's going on in K-12 schools. They're just passing they're just passing it along because they don't see it as being a big fish when in fact it's arguably again the biggest catch that they would ever prosecute if they ever chose to do so. With that said, at the end of the episode, she also corrects something that she said in the last episode regarding her sister's practice, which is Flipside Psychiatric Services, flipsidepsych.com. And her sister, uh, Christy Bates, is the CEO and the nurse practitioner of that that facility and of that practice. And Kim, of course, participates with her sister. So um, her sister has allowed her to continue to stay in this health fight that is so very important. But again, their website is Flipside Psychiatric Services or FlipsidePsych.com if you're interested in checking that out. And uh, there you go. Okay. With that said, I wanted to mention this too. There was a local school bus crash just over the border in Indiana last week. And uh, it involved a 55-year-old man having a heart attack behind the wheel. And then, of course, crashing this school bus in the morning hours with students on board right into the front door of a house. Uh, it turns out that this bus driver has died. So, again, was it vaccine-related? I'm going to leave that up to you. Certainly seems like it, but um, there you go. Either way, I don't, you know, I don't have 100% proof on that, but as I've said in the past, if it, if it barks, it's a dog. And I think that we can expect to see more of this occur, as unfortunate as it's going to be. But um, there's that. The next thing is that Kim and I also discussed briefly the local school district where we both live. And they have recently been reported on by two Cincinnati news outlets Fox 19 and then WKRC Channel 12 in Cincinnati. And this last one had to do with their recent, and I've covered this story on on the show here, but it had to do with, again, one of their middle school business teachers by the name of Paul Stiver being uh, allowed to resign after being investigated for inappropriately touching female students. And of course, this had apparently happened on numerous occasions and had been covered up. That, again, that kind of behavior shouldn't shock people because that's that's what goes on. And then, of course, uh, the board members were approached by Channel 12 after a meeting, I believe, probably their last board meeting. And then, uh, yeah, they, they ended up diving a little bit deeper and then sort of exposing what ends up happening with teachers like this and how they are... Essentially, allowed to be hired other places until some sort of a state investigation occurs to either place sanctions on their teaching certificate or just remove it altogether. Most likely, this individual is going to have their Ohio teaching certificate completely revoked, and they should. The unfortunate part about all of this is that the administrators have been let off the hook. The administrators who received these complaints, even in years past, have been let off the hook. And again, one of the moves that they make, which they didn't get into in this news report, which they should have, and if they knew what they were talking about in the news report more specifically, they would have brought this up. They even talk with, by the way, a book author who again alludes to this quote-unquote passing the trash when it comes to getting rid of uh, bad teachers and bad administrators, but it's only surrounded by this one particular teacher. It has nothing to do with how the administrators who are responsible for covering up these crimes are really the ones that are also just given new jobs, either within the same district or a neighboring district. You see, those are the administrators who belong in jail. The administrators that aren't following up on child abuse or suspected child abuse, or again, Sexual grooming, inappropriate touching, whatever it may be, those are the individuals that belong in jail. And unfortunately, in this particular case, even the county prosecutor decided not to prosecute this particular teacher for inappropriately touching a female student because they claimed that they didn't have enough to prosecute. I don't like these prosecutors at all. I don't like any of them. They're allowing all of this to slide. And like I said, they have no idea that this is arguably one of the biggest fish that they'll ever have. And by prosecuting these cases, they can also send a very clear message that all of the administrators who were involved in covering this up are not free from escaping the noose of prosecution also, and they need to be caught. And so anyway, I'm going to play this uh, brief audio here from Channel 12 and, and from their news outlet, so go ahead and give this a listen real quick.
1: Instead of firing him. You voted on it, so you should be able to explain why. Why did I vote on it? Because that that was a recommendation and that helped us put this behind us. So you wanted to put it behind you? I I wanted people to be able to move on, yes, sir. Superintendent Ed Thoreau explained at the board meeting why he felt firing Stiver was a bad idea. Would be eligible for unemployment benefits, would be eligible to appeal, would be eligible to have all of it All that money returned, as well as reinstatement, if that individual won on the appeal. The superintendent stressed he notified the Department of Education about Stiver's Title IX investigation. This man no longer works here. This man will not work anywhere. Or will he? Ohio law requires districts to check with the DOE for credentials and disciplinary action. But we checked the DOE website. It shows Stiver is in good standing. We checked for disciplinary action. The DOE shows there is none. Can you tell me whether the Office of Education has an open investigation against the teacher from Talawanda? I can't confirm or deny that uh, we have any investigation into any educator in the state of Ohio. The Department of Education says districts can request from the DOE whether anyone has referred a teacher for investigation. But there's nothing in the state code that requires a school district to do that extra checking, is there? Correct. In fact, well over a thousand teachers have been hired by school districts in Ohio this year, and the DOE only received 196 referral requests. So you don't think there's anything else the legislature could do? to help safeguard kids from this type of thing happening?
2: No, David, we feel like we have done everything to enforce
3: the federal statute that's in place with our state law.
1: There is an Ohio law that states no school representative shall assist someone in obtaining employment if they have reason to believe the individual committed an offense involving a student. But it goes on to say, unless law enforcement have investigated and determined that there is insufficient information to indict. The Oxford police did investigate Paul Stieber and the Butler County prosecutor told me there was not enough evidence to prosecute. Dr. Amos Giura, who wrote Armies of Enablers, says when school districts allow accused teachers to resign only to get a job in another district, it's called passing the
3: trash. They're protecting the institution. That's their first that's their first priority. Everything that happens after that is, is you know, a byproduct of trickle down. And in the context of institutional complicity enabling culture, the harm caused is simply extraordinary.
1: Jura says other states have passed stricter laws than Ohio's to prohibit passing the trash and harming girls like Dustin's daughter. I'm hoping that I can, she can look at dad and know, not all guys are bad. Or she can look at her ball coaches and know, not all guys are bad, but that's always going to be in the back of her mind. Is what is this guy's intention? What is he going to do? In Oxford, this is David Winter, Local 12 News.
4: The DOE says that only one-third of one percent of Ohio teachers are referred annually for conduct unbecoming of the profession. With 106,000 teachers in Ohio, though, that means more than 350 teachers are investigated annually.
0: There's a lot to go over here, so let me get into the deep end here head first. No water wings. The dad of the child of of the daughter who was assaulted by this middle school business teacher, the dad is still sending the daughter to the middle school this year. I mean, they are back at school now. Who would do that? Who would do that? This, again, is the level of brainwashing that exists among these parents. His daughter was assaulted in the building. Yes, the teacher is gone, but why on earth would you continuously send your daughter to that same building? Not to mention he was concerned with her mental and emotional state and thoughts of suicide, XYZ. Why why would you do that? What the hell is wrong with that dad? Okay, th- that's that's number one. It's ridiculous. I'm sure his daughter can read and write. Uh, you know, she's going into eighth grade. For God's sakes, she can teach herself. But it's all about friends, Sean, and it's all about clubs and cliques and friends and whatever else. It's it's a waste of time, absolute waste of time. Raise your hand out there if you're still friends with your high school classmates. Exactly, that's what I thought. Next to no one, uh, and probably nobody. Um, here's here's the other thing. As you heard me mention the Super Bowl ticket fiasco with one of their board members, David Bothist, I've brought him up in the past and and, and all of that nonsense. This again, this is the exact same school district. I, of course, reached out to Fox 19 regarding uh, David Bothist and and what had occurred and how the Ohio Ethics Commission hadn't done anything regarding uh, my inquiry, so to speak other than confirming that they had received my information, but hadn't made any kind of a decision. And then, of course, they can't tell you what kind of a decision that they've made. I then decided to reach out to Dave Winter of Local 12, uh, WKRC, in Cincinnati. And I shot him the exact same email that I sent Fox 19, along with all of the Screenshots of the letters from the ethics committee and and all the proof that I had that David Bothist had in fact solicited money from uh, community members, so to speak, and and certainly employees of the school district. Let alone his children's own, his adopted children's own school teachers for cash to repay himself for Super Bowl tickets. Again, this is against the law. You can't do this as an elected official. I've been over. I've been over that before. You've heard me talk about that. Uh, I, I, of course, didn't hear anything back from Fox 19, and time will tell on hearing anything back from Dave Winter at Old uh, local 12 So We'll see how far they, they want to take this. What's interesting is is that every single time that they basically crack open the cookie jar, they just reach into the investigative cookie jar only so deep. They don't understand that it always goes deeper than that. It always goes way, way deeper, and I also find it funny that for that small audio clip there, they decided to gain the perspective of a Utah professor of law on quote-unquote passing the trash who wrote a book. I mean, they don't even know that I exist in this town. I've written countless books about violence in school, what really goes on, and I'm, I'm right here. So their investigative skills are not exactly uh, sharp, we'll say. I wouldn't mind uh, offering my two cents to them if they reached out to me, but I think that's unlikely. Uh, Anyway, given all of that, I think time is going to tell on on Local 12 reaching out to at least confirm that they might want to do a story about this. Because as I've said in the past, You're talking about a gay man who sits on a school board with two adopted black children. That might be too deep or hands-off or, you know, untouchable, so to speak, uh, when it comes to these individuals, and it, it just blows me away that if you have particular titles or again, you're of certain persuasions or certain checkboxes of society are checked off, then it's, then it's a hands-off process. It, uh, it, it just blows me away. The other thing, too, with the abusive teacher is that the way that, again, you, and you've heard me describe this as the process, the way that it works is, is that, once again, the Ohio Department of Education takes into consideration the entire investigation that was done. They're going to eliminate and revoke the guy's teaching certificate, I mean he won't keep it, which means again then once someone does a background check on him and looks that up, they'll instantly find that he's had his uh certificate revoked if he tries to teach in another state and then he'll he'll probably not get a job again. It's the failure to prosecute these people that that is the problem that I have um it's It's sending the worst message to the entire area that this kind of behavior is condoned, and that you can place someone like him on paid administrative leave for six months only that only to then let him resign because of public outrage or the outcry that comes from from the public that's not That's not good enough. The court of public opinion shouldn't have to be the thing that causes people to do what's ethically right and what they're contractually obligated to do. If they did an investigation and they found that he had done this and that he had done this before, see that's the real that's the real hiccup in this entire thing is that he had done this before and administrators in the district knew it. That's why they really that's why they wanted to let this guy resign instead of firing him. Because then it would bring up the question, well, why didn't you fire him years ago when this had happened in the past? Because again, as, as I've played the audio on this show, there were students who were showing up at the school board meeting specifically saying, he had done this to me too, years ago, years earlier. So you have a repeat offender, which again implies that the district knew and that they covered it up. That's, that's, my, biggest, that's my biggest problem with all of this. So I just wanted to mention that because that, that's a local thing that's, of course, happening. And keep in mind, just because it's happening here doesn't mean it's not happening other places. This, of course, is par for the course in the field of K-12 education, and it's happening all over the place. Here's the next little audio clip I wanted to play, and then again, I'm going to get into the discussion here with myself and Kim. This, come, uh, this was sent to me by a, uh, a listener of the show, and thank you again for sending me this clip. This comes from the Los Angeles Unified School District. Apparently, after the first day of school, they were down fifty thousand students, which is eleven per cent of uh, of their student population. You've heard me mention that percentage eleven per cent that's the straw that breaks the camel's back on this entire thing and Now what you have is is you have the superintendent and City council members and school board members and XYZ actually going door to door for photo ops to knock on people's doors to ask them where their child is and why aren't you coming back to our school system? Think about that one. You see, the the farmers are trying to make sure that the cattle are coming back because if the cattle don't come back, the farmers don't get paid. This is the collapse, ladies and gentlemen, and it's happening. Give this audio a listen too.
4: Hi there. Well, LAUSD officials can't pinpoint exactly why this has happened. There may be multiple factors, but regardless of the reasons, they are trying to fix this problem. It's day two of the LAUSD school year, but we're learning an alarming amount of students were no-shows on the first day. Some 50,000 kids, or 11% of the student population. District officials are now trying to figure out why this is. Only 1,000 students reported testing positive for COVID, but perhaps some parents are still afraid of the virus now that the weekly testing and mask mandates are gone this year. Did others move out of state at the last minute or switch to private schools? LA Unified has been dealing with declining enrollment over the past two decades. And those are two of the big reasons why.
1: We're not going to leave any one of these children behind. It is our moral cause. It is our professional responsibility. It is our duty.
4: Regardless of the reason, LAUSD Superintendent Alberto Carvalho is dedicating 600 staff members to re engage the chronically absent students.
1: 50%
4: of LAUSD students missed more than 10% of the school days last year, and only 20% of it was due to COVID quarantines.
1: I was actually out knocking on doors in South LA on Friday, telling parents, reminding them that school starts relatively early, August 15th to enroll and how and why it's so important for them to be here.
4: First day attendance numbers did improve 12 percent from last year. The door knocking will continue throughout the 2022-23 school year. The Board of Education is also having a closed session meeting today with the superintendent to discuss this issue. And where I'm at, at Paul Revere Middle School, which is an LAUSD school, the principal told me pretty much the estimated amount of kids who were supposed to be here on the first day did show up. However, I spoke with a mom who was trying to enroll her son here. She didn't bring him yesterday because, frankly, she's just really scared about everything that's happening in the world right now, and she didn't want to take the chance that something bad could happen on the first day. Reporting live in the Palisades, I'm Courtney Friel, KTLA 5 News.
0: I love how they refer to it as a problem. How are they going to fix this problem? How are they going to remedy this problem? Students not going to public school is a problem. It's only a problem for the public schools, again, who are using these children as a, as a blank check because they all have a dollar sign and a tag on their ear. And once, once they stop showing up, like I said, it's game over. It's completely game over. And yes, they're not showing up because they don't want to play the game. Even the threat of masking again, even the, all the other factors that are involved. In fact, this is hilarious. That very video in the comments section on YouTube, the comments are hilarious. They're perfect. They talk about uh, all of the comments have to do with the drugs, the gangs, the lack of teaching the lack of discipline the lack of uh sound curriculum all of it it breaks it breaks down all of it they, they of course don't talk about the jabs and the fact that <laughs> my god i mean probably 90% to 100% of the people who are attending these schools now are jabbed uh they're still wearing masks whether they have to or not a lot of them are still masking up because again they're brainwashed goons so this collapse is so multidimensional and has so many angles to it it doesn't it doesn't even matter it's all heading in the same direction you know you can push a ball down a mountain and it can bounce around all it wants from side to side in x y z it's still going straight down it's still falling down and that's what's happening here but to actually have school board members knocking on doors to remind parents when the school year starts and please don't forget to enroll. And oh my God, if you, if you don't enroll your kids, we're going we're gonna to have to close our doors. That's exactly what's going to happen. It's exactly what's going to happen. They're going to have to go back to online because of low enrollment. They'll have to close down their buildings because of low enrollment. This is the collapse and I love it. I think we should just kick our feet up and let it happen, root for it to happen. Um, And what will happen again is that when these families are, are placed in a position that they've never been placed in before, only then will they start to actually recognize that they have a serious decision to make that they could have made years ago. But they're now being forced to be put in a position where they aren't going to have a choice. They're going to have to make a decision, and that decision is going to lean closer and closer to them taking their children out of these buildings and out of these districts permanently as a remedy to this entire situation. It's, um, yeah, you can't hold this together with chewing gum. And I love it. I just love it. So with all of that said, ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce the week here very quickly Again. This episode coming up right now is my discussion with Kim Carter. Again, her sister's website and her website is flipsidepsych.com. I'll be back on Wednesday with more updates and news of the sort. And then on Friday'll be uh, Dr. Robin McCutcheon from Marshall University. She will be joining us, speaking of universities. Last Friday was freshman move in day at Miami University, and I was driving around and an ambulance flew right past me, lights blaring. And there were parents, of course, back moving their kids in, as as one would expect. Far less, I might add, than certainly previous years, and most definitely when I was going here. Because I was told that I think the going rate for students at Miami University is somewhere around 15,000. That's kind of the going number that there's uh, 14,000 undergraduates and 1,000 graduate students. It's way less than that. Again, the eyeball test is, is enough to indicate that that's the case. But the ambulance was parked in the street right outside of a freshman dormitory on freshman move-in day. And the doors were open to the ambulance and the lights were blaring and... uh the front door of the dormitory was wide open with some students standing around talking to each other apparently regarding what had just happened. I don't know what happened, but all I can say is this again. If it's an ambulance and it's a university campus and it's the middle of the day, which it was, it was about 1230, um, it's most likely jab related. Again, if it barks, it's a dog and this isn't going to be something that goes away. This is going to be something that increases here with time, unfortunately. So with that said, that's the week, that's the plan, and here is my discussion with Kim Carter once again and I wanted to thank her for coming back. So give this a listen ladies and gentlemen, and I'll catch you on Wednesday. Let's talk a little bit about monkeypox and what you think, you know, just provide some background on that and then what you think their administrative response is going to be because again, um, full disclosure, most of them on the school board are gay, uh, right. countless individuals who work within the school district are gay. Uh, you know, there's probably plenty of students who go there who are gay, right? You know, when this monkey pox thing blows up in everybody's face because they're all double, triple and quadruple jabbed, what do you think, uh, you know, what's going to happen?
2: Well, it's really interesting because, you know, that you've correlated the monkeypox with the vaccine. And I say it's interesting because in the Pfizer documents, when it listed all of the many side effects that are associated with getting this vaccine, the, um, the blister-filled pustules or um, um, blisters or whatever you want to call them, they are one of the side effects that was listed. So, do you think that this is okay? So, hold on. We can say that it's a, it's just an adverse effect of the Pfizer vaccine. We can say that it's a completely separate disease, all on its own. But because their immune system is now destroyed, they're in they're they're vulnerable to everything now. But the reason that I think that they're trying to cover up the fact that it's a vaccine injury is because. Monkeypox was created in the same bioweapons lab over in Ukraine that COVID-19 was. And they're trying to hide the fact that the entire Democratic National Committee has been accused from Putin for these bioweapons labs and specifically creating bioweapons and targeting the entire population specifically of Russia via DNA samples. Like he has the proof, he has the evidence, and our government is purposefully suppressing the news from other countries so that the American people don't know what's going on. And his every report that he gives to the UN and to NATO calling out the United States and the Democratic National Committee, he has the evidence that proves that the DNC was. Paying for this and um um what is what's it called? A gain of function research. Right. So the DNC was paying for the 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 gain of function research on making all of these diseases more virulent and transfer from animal to human with the deadliest possible percentage over in these bioweapons labs in Ukraine. And there were forty-seven of them. And uh, Victoria Newland actually came out in. A congressional meeting and specifically said well yeah we do we do have those 47 bioweapons labs they're not really bioweapons labs they're bio research labs but we're we're greatly concerned about if the russians get their hand on our research well what is it that they're really concerned about are they are you concerned about the fact that the russians if they get this information they now have proof about what you guys have done what you've done to the entire world the damage that you've caused, the lives that you've taken, is that, is that your concern? Because, yeah, that's, that's the proof that Putin has. That's the proof that they're trying to keep the American people from knowing. So they're paying for this gain-of-function research to be done. The labs over in Ukraine and all around the world that the DNC is paying for the research at, they then send that research to the drug companies like Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, And then those three companies make medications to match or fight the disease that they were, that they just created over in those labs. And then as these pharmaceutical companies make this crap ton of money from selling their products to the people, that money then gets funneled back into the DNC in order to keep them in power and in control. So they are literally Literally, crimes against humanity on a massive scale, and Putin has proof that this is all from, specifically named, Hillary Clinton, Anthony Fauci, the entire Democratic National Committee, Barack Obama. All of these people are involved, and the people at the top are the ones that have been in the shadow behind the curtain. For all these years that are now finally having the light shined on them, we now see the wizard behind the curtain. These puppet masters, these globalists that are up there at the World Economic Forum are the ones that are pulling Biden's strings, making him pass these executive orders. It's a trickle-down effect. But the same men that are running the World Economic Forum are the same men talking about how they need to depopulate the Earth. This is This is the same men that are that are owned and run by the twelve richest families in the world. And these names go back in history all the way back to the days of Napoleon. Like this is the type of wealth that these families have that are allowing them to dictate and run our world. You know, when when all of this about the whole cabal and all of these things coming out started happening, like I'm sitting here, like I knew our government was corrupt. I did. I never voted. I never I never participated in that process because I knew it was rigged. The Republican Democrat is just opposite wing on the same bird. I knew that whoever that was going to be president was selected specifically. And they made sure that that was the person that got in. So nobody's vote has ever mattered. It's, it's merely been the illusion of freedom. So when they pulled this crap with COVID, And they started stripping everybody's freedoms away. That's why I was able to spot it as easy as I did. Because I knew what they've been planning for probably the last 10, 12 years. You know, because I've been watching, I've been reading, I've been seeing all of these things that I've been seeing since I was a kid. You know, the whole climate change, the fear porn about the world going to end and the ice polar caps are melting. And, you know, like every, every what, five years, Sean, the world was ending when we were kids. Yeah. You know, like, come on, at some point, if this is going to happen, it needs to just happen to be done with
3: <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean,
2: we can only be traumatized so many times before you're just numb to it and you just praise the end to come. You yeah. know, because at what point are we supposed to just say, oh, the oceans are going to rise. scary, scary, move us away from the coastline you know, like that that's kind of my thought process you know at this point like just okay if this is really happening
3: then
0: fine be done with it. based on your medical expertise too uh you know i'm sure you've you've seen a lot of these stories now regarding children uh, oh yeah ending up yeah, with yeah well with, i mean and and even dogs of course so i mean right. is it a proximity thing or is it an actual skin to skin contact
2: no, so so here's the thing: is that monkeypox has always been a, a disease that's transmitted through gay sex. You know, so just like AIDS, you know, initially we didn't know what caused it, but once they figured out how it was being spread, you know what? People started getting more careful, and so that way it wouldn't like sweep across and kill off all the gay people. You know, but here's the thing: is that with this, with this, this is another. Political move to do exactly what they were beta testing during COVID. Okay, so COVID was just the beta test, it was just to see how the public would react, how they would respond to such a situation. Right, so they have to roll out monkeypox now because monkeypox is going to be the thing that finally strips away the rest of our rights. Right, so it's a gay spreading disease, but yet they're purposefully allowing kink fetish parties to occur in a gay community over in California. They're holding them on purpose so that they can then have a reason for why it's spread. But they're also saying, hey, come get this vaccine and then go to the fetish party, pushing the vaccine again. You know, so it's like they they shut the entire world down for COVID. They've destroyed businesses and families and they wouldn't let us do anything for a disease that we didn't even know that we had until we were tested. But now you have something that you can physically, visually see, and they won't shut anything down. They're encouraging those things to incur. And so then when you have children, children coming up positive, this is not something that is received from close proximity. The blister doesn't just rub off and jump onto somebody else. It is specifically spread through sex, anal sex. And when children are coming up positive that whoever is the responsible party should immediately be investigated. And I don't even want to talk about that dog.
3: Yeah, that poor greyhound. Oh my god. (laughs)
2: It's
3: just awful. But,
2: you know, the government has already spent $50 million on the monkeypox vaccine. If they're not planning to do covid 2.0 why would they already be buying up a vaccine 50 million dollars
0: worth talk about the vaccine and, yeah. and its level of effectiveness so, and of course what it really does
2: well okay so when the pfizer documents came out like they knew they knew that it only had a 12% efficacy they knew they knew that it was causing death. They knew it was causing myocarditis. They knew it was causing heart attacks and strokes. They knew that it was amplifying cancer. They knew it was amplifying all other types of whatever chronic illness that was previously latent inside of your body became immediately amplified. They knew all of those things, but they lied about it and they fraudulently covered that information up and said to the public that it was 100% effective. You know, so in the third drop of the Pfizer documents, it was literally 80,000 pages long. 80,000 pages, the list of side effects was what, like nine pages long?
3: Yeah.
2: But every woman, there was um, 48,000 people as part of this clinical trial, this specific clinical trial, 48,000, 45,000 of them had severe adverse effects and out of the women that were pregnant 100% of them lost their baby they knew what this was going to do they knew it was going to cause menstrual issues with women even the women that didn't get vaccinated were experiencing menstrual changes because of the shedding of the spike protein that their body is now a factory at producing you know so so an unvaccinated person was pretty much essentially vaccinated because their immune system like flared up essentially to try to protect them from the spike that was being shed because their body has now mutated it and it's becoming something completely different. You know, you've got a virus on the run now. So, you know, they're shedding this mutated spike protein An unvaccinated person's body is trying to stop it. So if they're a woman, they experience menstrual changes and who knows if those women are going to become sterile too. I have no idea what kind of damage is going to result just being in proximity to somebody that has been vaccinated with one of these shots. We don't know what the long-term effects are going to be, but we have had a drastic decrease in birth rates in every country around the world. And the concern was already present and had already been highlighted by Elon Musk. There are other research uh, people out there talking about the birth rate and the decline of it since I want to say probably for the last 10 years they've been talking about this, but it's never been highlighted. But now it's gotten to the point where the, the reduction of birth rate is so drastic in the last year and a half that now the alarm bells are starting to ring. And it reminds me of the beginning part of The Handmaid's Tale. Because they did something in the beginning of that show that caused the children to start dying. They could not have a normal birth. And the women that were capable of having a normal birth are the ones that were stolen and kidnapped and had their children ripped from their arms and forced into slavery in a, in a child farm so they could be raped over and over again by the commanders of this community. You're telling me that everything that's happening right here in this world doesn't closely parallel that kind of reality and a movement towards that very existence. These people aren't religious zealots at all. These people literally are Satanists and they worship Satan. The child' sacrifice through abortion is has literally been called a religion a religious ceremony from the church of Satan and they're suing to try to have their religious rights restored via abortion. So you're telling me that people can't see this correlation and connect the dots of how big this really is. Like this, this monkeypox thing, this is only the beginning because the direction that we are about to head in is extremely scary and if the american people do not wake up and see what's about to happen our children will not have a world
3: to grow up in especially nothing resembling the world that we're used to knowing because we are literally a hair's breadth away from losing this country
2: because these people that are that have infiltrated and have taken over our world. It is literally a battle against good and evil. We are, we are in the very fight of our lives in this spiritual battle. And you have to decide right now, if you are going to continue to support the ideology of this evil, or if you're going to wake up and start protecting our kids because our kids, Oh my goodness terrified of what they're going to grow up in if we don't protect them
0: you know what that leads me to something else too and i brought this up in the last episode the oxford high school in 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 michigan where ethan Crumbley shot and killed four four students mm-hmm. um a, as a response to all of that again this is how how the mind of these administrators has been completely warped and just totally, totally destroyed. And no one is thinking, and that's beyond evident. But what they've decided to do is now they've decided to take a lot of this donation money that they received, and they received copious amounts of money, millions and millions and millions. They've decided to implement these biometric kiosk readers by By three doors within with you know uh, that entered the school building, and these are the same ones that you use when you're traveling internationally. They take a picture of your face, you know you put your your hand on it, it reads your fingerprints, the whole thing. What I said in the last episode is not only of course is no one thinking, an administration is actually believing. That these kinds of measures, these military-like surveillance measures, are remarkably problematic for endless reasons. And, right. of, and of course, the administration doesn't seem to think so. They think it's a violence deterrent. Uh, I mean, all, all it's really doing is really no different than anything else that's happening in society, and certainly within these school buildings, is that it's programming children to believe that this is normal. Right. that having your Absolutely. fingerprints taken to enter a, to enter a school building of all places is normal yeah
2: because next they're going to be moving
3: to the social credit score
0: you know that's interesting too though because if they were planning on using people's vaccination status as being one measure within this giant global system which again is what covid stands for certificate of vaccination identification if, if Do you know what the one nine stands for? Two
2: thousand nineteen. Oh
0: no!
2: No no no! One is the first letter in the alphabet, so that equates to A. Nine is the the ninth letter of the al- alphabet, which is I.
3: Oh, it's there you certificate go. Certificate of vaccination,
0: artificial intelligence.
3: I-D-A-I. <laughs> Jesus.
0: I recall hearing that somewhere along the way. Thank you for reminding me. Dang, yeah. Yeah,
3: Yeah, I mean, and,
2: and you look at, like, I literally saw a TikTok the other day with this woman had an implanted chip in her fingernail. Initially, it was on the, the pad of her finger to where she got, she all she had to do was swipe her finger over the, the, the doors, and it would allow her entry, and she would go in, and she could pay for her nails to be done, and she had the chip moved from the pad of her finger to her fingernail. So now all she has to do is, you know, wave her finger over it. And I'm like, do these people not understand? This is not, not a convenience thing. You are literally allowing them to move us into, I mean, we've already been a police state, but they're literally allowing us to move into the extreme movement that the CP, CCP has implemented over in China. Like that level of control is what they're literally allowing to come in here as a way to be more convenient to not have to carry a wallet to not have to carry cash like do, do I, I don't know how people are conveniently not seeing this
0: i don't know how they think they're going to get away with it if the vaccines are killing everybody well i mean how well, on earth can a vaccine stas-
2: because i think that they had to ramp up their system like their plan was not designed to happen in a two-year time frame You know, you're looking at initially this was a 16 year plan to destroy America. Right. 16 year plan. It started with Obama. Right. He got eight years. It was supposed to end with Hillary Clinton. They never expected Trump to beat her because they have had the entire election system rigged for I don't even know how long. I don't even think that we've ever had a regular election that they haven't rigged in so long. So you're looking at Hillary Clinton was supposed to win. That's why she was so shocked. That's why the entire Democratic Party was accusing Trump of cheating, because there's no way that he could have beat their algorithm. Yeah. So Hillary Clinton was supposed to have implemented all of this over an eight-year time frame, not in two years. So you're looking at this is Pandora's box that was literally ripped open, and they're trying to slam the lid down as quickly as they can. But they can't because now the, the American people are finally starting to wake up. They are finally starting to see that Trump really has been politically prosecuted his entire presidency from the moment he announced that he was running. And now it's still even happening now. And he's not president. They cannot leave that man alone. And everything that they do just strengthens his support base because people are finally starting to see the shadow people that have that have been operating this world for so long. You know, so I want to go back to the school thing real quick, Sean, because I know that I mentioned this to you and you were like, what? You've got to come on my show. So I started doing research when you told me that I needed to look into the, the clubs on Facebook, right? The, what are they called? The, um, the parents that are a part of this whole pronoun movement, the equity, diversity, and inclusion—that one, right. that group. When you told me to find the Facebook group on that, um, I started doing research, and I got onto Talawanda's website because you said, "Yeah, it's right on their website." I'm like, "What?" So I get on the website and I go to the resources tab, and under the resources tab, it specifically talks about their equity, diversity, and inclusion curriculum that they have implemented, and they are proud of it. I mean, they are proud of it. They have included all of the, the notes that has been um, provided to the board. They have provided the breakdown of all of the different age groups of kids in which the way in which this curriculum is going to be implemented. and at the top of those forms like I printed all these out at the top of those forms is a company called search institute now if you want to know about anything you always have to follow the money right because when you follow the money then you know who's really behind something so i look up search institute and i look up their board of directors and then i look at who their contributing funding partners are and so i as i open that up i see Bill and Melinda Gates Company, or the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Walt Disney Company. those two companies we know are already their the Walt Disney Company has pedophiles all throughout their park. They have had their basic um, sovereign status stripped from them because of the number of sexual assault cases happening within the Disney Company. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. They've been accused of child trafficking. They've been involved in, you know, child abuse scandals. They're trying to depopulate the world. His dad, like Bill Gates, father was literally the one in charge of Planned Parenthood. You know, he is a eugenicist and he has always been, you know. So, I mean, his, his entire movement is about vaccinating the world. And our country is listening to this man as he's been spouting about depopulation. And he's doing it via the vaccine. And he's been kicked out of 13 countries, but this man is on corp on this board of Search Institute. So that has me all immediately alarmed. And so out of the 10, 15 companies that are, you know, listed on this page, I'm already like, okay, well, this isn't good at all. Because this company is is the curriculum my school that my that my school is using to teach my kids. Right? So then I just chose a company at random, and that company name was Carlson. I'd never heard of Carlson before, so I go looking at their board of directors, look to see who funds them. Literally, I picked one, one company, and this company only had two contributing donors. One, I don't even remember the the name of. The other one was none other than the UN. Now, a week before I started doing this research, the UN and the World Economic Forum had just entered into a partnership. So the World Economic Forum is run by none other than Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab is the head of the World Economic Forum that has been implementing his 2021, Agenda 2021, or the Agenda 21 depopulation program that he has renamed and tried to make it out to be the best for humanity. He also has an Agenda 2030. And he is implementing Agenda 2030 right now. So this globalist is somehow infiltrated Talawanda High School. This globalist that has that is doing everything that he can to destroy our country is in Talawanda High School in my hometown of Oxford, Ohio. How is that possible? So I contacted my state representative and I had to talk to his aide and I told him everything that I found and I wanted specifically for him to find out what this man's doing in my high school, why is his financial influence dictating the curriculum in my kid's school?
0: Kim, it's the old meme, and and we've all seen the meme, and it's a hundred percent accurate. It's every, it's a bunch of people on their on their hands and knees, and their back is the table. Mm. I mean, you've seen yep. that, you know, the board games yep. being played on everybody's backs. This is the part about public school that I just, I have, I mean, I've been successful in doing it with with many people, which is great, which is convincing them to leave this system because all they have to do for the game to end is just stand up and walk away. That's the best way for all of it to crumble because then you'll really see these psychopaths just panic because they Uh don't know what else to do. Well, that's what's
2: happening now. Right. Yeah, that's why they're panicking now. So- all of the vaccine injuries are starting to become very widely known, right? But they can't admit that it was the vaccine that caused it, so they'll have to call it something else. So now we've got, if it was a, if the monkeypox is, a, is an adverse effect of the vaccine, so we've got monkeypox, and then we have sudden adult death syndrome, and then we have the new rise in myocarditis, pericarditis, heart, or heart attacks and strokes. So you have all of these cancers coming out, but they can't call it a vaccine injury they don't want people to know that it was a result of that shot they do you... don't want you to know that you're dying slowly at the microscopic level if you didn't get injured immediately
0: right do you know do you know specifically of any talawanda employees or even students who are injured as a result of these shots if not dead
2: A teacher or an administrator, somebody died from Talawanda after getting a vaccine because it was around the time that they were pulling those. I was still at the COVID clinic and they had started going to the school district.
0: I just don't I I don't think I mean, it's evident that they don't know what's what's coming. Uh, In particular, the, the more that these sports programs kick up and you've got a bunch of jabbed, jabbed students running around full speed. Yeah, Uh, that's not that's not going to work out for them. And then, of course, we know the cover up is going to ensue where they're going to do whatever they can to to bury it as fast as possible. But there've got to be some vigilant, knowledgeable parents who make sure to not allow this to be buried.
2: Well, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, they're still on the side of supporting the vaccine. And these are the people that, you know, were literally calling you an anti vaxxer and threatening that, you know, they hope that you get COVID and die if you didn't get the vaccine. Like these are the same people that were forcing that ideology on everybody who was trying to warn them of what was happening. And I don't know that these people are willing or able. They're not I don't even think that they're mentally capable of processing
3: what they've done to admit it to anyone if something like this happens.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's gonna happen. I don't think it's a matter of I know. if. Yeah, I
2: know. I'm trying I'm trying to keep a positive (laughs) because I know because look, when this when this starts happening, you know, Biden, Biden has been talking about his dark winter for two years now.
3: Yeah.
2: And dark winter was actually a military operation and it was a, a pandemic related type of event where the entire country was locked down due to a smallpox like outbreak, you know, so. We know that the experts related to this mRNA shot have claimed that their their maximum life expectancy is about five years, and they would be lucky if they made it two years. We're now at almost at that two-year deadline, and the fact that we are coming into fall and into winter, which is when they release their other bioweapons, which is the flu, They do it every year so that they can make more money on a new flu vaccine to sell to the public. You know, what people don't understand is that the vaccine is the bioweapon. That's that's the bioweapon. The vaccine is the bioweapon because every single vaccine out there is supposed to cure your body from the disease that actually has a patent number on it. There are patent numbers for every disease that you vaccinate your child against because it has been manipulated in a lab. They created it. And so every year at this time when this vaccine gets released and another, another virulent strand of sickness spreads through the population, the immune system of every one of those people that have been vaccinated is now compromised. And they can no longer fight off a simple flu because they have AIDS. And so we are about to watch the mass genocide of a population in numbers far greater than I can even mentally fathom.
0: Yeah, we no, thought the, the, what we
2: experienced two years ago with the pandemic, we haven't <laughs> seen
3: nothing
0: yet. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, you're, you're, you're 100% right. If you haven't watched uh, this documentary series, there's maybe two or three or four plus episodes on You Look up The Viral Delusion. Okay. You'll really, you, you'll really enjoy that. It goes into the history again of of this COVID nonsense. It goes into the mm-hmm. the, the history of uh, of viruses and how virology is a lie. It goes into how HIV is a lie, but that AIDS mm-hmm. is actually real. And AIDS, of course, is just a collection of side effects that an individual has as a result of having a permanently compromised immune Correct. system and i think Correct. that i think that the, that's what we're,
2: secondary infection
0: right that's what we're going to start seeing here within these schools and universities at a rampant yeah. rate uh, because again not only does, does the administration not know what's not know what's going on and not only have we seen the cdc now attempt to change their tune although they haven't really all they have done in my opinion is pass the buck to these schools and these organizations, to basically say, "Hey, look, you can do what you'd like, but here's what we still recommend." They still recommend right. masks in particular spots. They're still saying, right. you know, in their own verbiage, they say, "Well, you don't have to quarantine, but you should still quarantine for ten days." And then, if you, you know, if you feel sick, then uh, after the ten days, then you should start that clock over at day zero, and then do quarantine for another ten days. I mean, you're going to have.
2: Well, the guidelines that came out on August 11th, is this, is this what you're talking about? Yes,
3: yeah. Because
2: yeah. it says from August 11th, those exposed to the virus are no longer required to quarantine. Unvaccinated people now have the same guidance as vaccinated people. Students can stay in class after being exposed to the virus, and it's no longer recommended to screen those without symptoms. That just came out on August 11th. So is that what you're referring to?
0: I think so. That's slightly different than the one that I read which was an NBC article highlighting what the CDC had decided and it was rem- it was remarkably ridiculous I thought because again they were contradicting themselves in what they were saying and it was a four-point it was a four-point plan based on, you know, particular things. Testing was one of them, isolation was another and then there were two more. And then, of course, okay. I'm I'm very familiar with what Talawanda has decided to do. Also, I mean, so know. what is
2: their plan for Monkeypox?
0: <laughs> I don't I don't think anybody's got a plan for Monkeypox. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: that's mean, what I was going to ask you. Declared, and, well, I mean, Biden's already declared it's a national emergency. We'll you see. Know, there you go. Thing, we're, we're coming close to the, mid, to the election now. You know, we're in the middle of midterms right now. So they're trying to ramp up this whole monkeypox thing. That's why I think they're allowing these events to continue because they need it to spread to become a thing. And so that way they can lock us down again, COVID 2.0, and they can um, strip the rest of our rights away so that that way they do finally have the full control that they were trying to get with COVID. And when, when they do this, there will not be a listing of any restrictions after that. This this will be it. And we will be stuck in that state of being forever because that's their goal. You know, it's complete and total control. But they have to win. They have to take over and shut the world down again in order to implement the mass mail in voting so that that way they can steal the election again. So that that way they can then regain control because Biden has lost it. The man is completely and totally demented and the entire world knows that he's demented. This is the the steps that they're trying to take in order to implement this. But again, with the people, their bodies breaking down, you know, they're all going to be sick this winter. The population is going to be dropping dramatically. Our military has been completely destroyed. It was proven that the CCP is the one that has infiltrated the entire election system and our government. Like, they are literally controlling everything. It was revealed that Hunter Biden literally sold our country for $4.5 million, signed a contract. He received a million dollars as soon as he signed the contract. Nancy Pelosi was provided the evidence of Hunter Biden's free hard drives, and they have been blackmailing Nancy Pelosi. You know, so we are literally, this is the reason why everything is happening the way that it is, because China has literally the CCP in China, because they have their own puppet masters over there, right? So the CCP has literally infiltrated our country and are taking it over. This has been their goal since World War Two, and so this is this is what they're trying to push for, and this is the reason why Biden had to win at no cost, and why the election was shut down at ten o'clock at night and the pipe bursting in all of these areas and. The the GOP uh, poll watchers were pushed out of the building and nobody was allowed to see the counting and nobody was allowed to see, you know, all of the votes that were being run through multiple times. You know, all of the ballots that were being stuffed inside the boxes, you know, this, this entire thing is all a part of this whole monkeypox thing. You know, because they, they have to regain control, and if they don't, then their democracy, <laughs> they like to gaslight us and say that it's about democracy, their democracy is at risk, and absolutely it's at risk. Because if if we win this war, if, like literally, if we win this part of the war, we are going to be living in a time that none of us could ever possibly have fathomed. And the beauty that's on the other side is beyond anything that I can even describe. because none of us know what it's like to really be free. We have never been free. We have all been slaves for a very, very, very long time.
0: I think they're inclined, too, to just not have an election. I think that if things got Uh, bad enough, they would try to do that because they've done that in Canada.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's that's probably what I'm figuring is going to be their, their move because now that um, True the Vote has released all the evidence that they have found via the RIPCORD, like everything that they found when they were analyzing the, geo, um, the geo-tracking the data, they found proof that the CCP had literally infiltrated in our elections via a company out of Michigan. And they took this information to the FBI and the FBI suppressed it.
3: Sure.
2: Because they are also a, a part of this whole, this whole thing. And so now the people of True the Vote are, you know, scared for their lives, you know, because they've received death threats or, you know, not, you know, wanting to keep this information quiet. And so they just decided that they were going to have an event called the pit and they were going to pull the ripcord and they were going to release all of this information to the citizen journalists that have been researching everything that's been going on behind the scenes for the last you know, two years. And so these citizen journalists are digging and they are taking this information and they are tearing it apart and they are finding every single person that is involved in every single day since the pit. It has been more and more and more information coming out. The information that came out about Hunter Biden selling, literally selling our country for four and a half million dollars. That was a part of what came out. All of this is coming out. And so, yeah, their goal to not hold elections, that would probably be the safest bet for them because they know we're watching and they can't pull off the same election seal that they did last time. You know, you look across every single state that has had a primary or a midterm already, and every single Trump-endorsed candidate has had a sweeping victory in the most Democratic-run state across our nation. You know, so they know that they cannot get away with the level of cheating that they did before with Biden because it would be blatantly obvious and statistically impossible for their candidate to win. So they know we're watching and so the only way that they would be able to do it would be to create a false flag event, something that would be so terrible, so traumatic that the American people would be okay with not voting because they are very easily distracted. And just one big event is enough to get them off of the thing that really needs to be paid attention to. And this latest shenanigan of the FBI raiding Mar-a-Lago was, again, nothing more than a great big distraction. Because everything that the FBI seized at Mar-a-Lago was already declassified. The FBI had already been through every single document that Trump took to Mar-a-Lago. They already knew that, that Trump had a standing order to declassify any document that ever left the White House in his, in his care. So everything that he had, the FBI has already been through. Like, they literally broke open his safe looking for something. But it really wasn't what they claimed they were looking for. I think that everything that Trump has is all of the evidence about Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, all of the child trafficking everything associated with the Ghislaine Maxwell, Jeffrey Epstein thing, like what people don't understand is this goes all the way to the top and it is all about the child trafficking and the child torture and the the child sacrifice. That's the documents that the FBI was really looking for because those documents, those documents would bring down their entire house of cards. Because full exposure would turn the American people against them in a heartbeat, and they
3: would not survive such an event.
0: And that's what the Watergate break-in was all about. The Watergate break-in had everything to do with finding dirt and finding information on politicians regarding child trafficking, pedophilia, you name it. Yeah. Yep.
2: I mean, this whole thing is just so much
3: bigger than what people think, and...
0: Go ahead. No, I was just going to say there's there's no transition to this subject, but I just wanted to uh, I wanted to pick your brain just briefly on the business of school nurses
3: uh-huh.
0: and what what you think about school nurses and and their entire approach with, of course, everything that they've done over the last couple of years. But how, how do you see them reacting to? Uh, to to individuals becoming ill now and be, becoming more ill within their school buildings, in particular, as you said earlier, with the rollout of these flu shots. Because as I said on the show earlier, you've got endless school nurses within school buildings who dole out the flu shots under the roof of the school itself on a year-in, year-out basis.
2: Yeah, but you have to remember, Sean. Like I said, when I was in you know the twelve years of my career, I have only met three nurses that know the information that I know, even a small amount of it. Right. When it comes to the human body, our medical establishment, the natural healing modalities, like what our medicine is really doing to us. Like three, three nurses in twelve years. So the nurses that are working in these school districts, they're completely oblivious. Most of them are liberals. Most of them don't care to actually be out in the workforce. So they choose the easiest job they can possibly get. And I think that's why most teachers are liberals because they they don't want to work they really don't want to be contributing members to society so they choose the easiest job as much as possible to where they don't really have to use their brain to think like they are literally the automatons in society and you know i might be i don't know maybe stigmatizing or you know whatever you want to call it but i mean i'm just calling it like i see it i'm not trying to be you know stereotypical or racist or um you know, hypocritical in any way, shape, or form. I'm just, you know, literally calling it like I see it. But these nurses, they're not going to question orders. They're they're not allowed to question orders. They don't even have a doctor that oversees them. So they do what the principal allows and what the school district dictates, you know, and, and because they've been trained their entire lives that vaccines are good, that they're for the good of humanity because, you know, they had to create an entire civilization based on groupthink. You know, to where social pressure is what allowed people to be so easily manipulated. So these are the same nurses that are administering these vaccines against the parents' will or knowledge in the school. You know, and a lot of the parents don't even question this. You know, again, I've been researching vaccines for 24 years. You know, the, the, the fight that I had when my kids were little, the questions that I received, like, how dare you question this? Who do you think you are? you have to do this. And that's what they do to moms. You know, they, they, they sit there and they manipulate and they shame a mother when she chooses not to, to put something that she is not comfortable with putting in her child, in her in her infant's body. So that that way they feel like they have to do it or CPS is going to get called. And, you know, for a really long time, you know, there was, there's a lot of states that were re- removing their law related to a philosophical exemption status, that if, if you disagree with the vaccine because of your your philosophical belief, and you choose not to vaccinate your child, then they could yank that at any moment. And if they did, then the state could come after you and take your children because you are medically neglecting them. You know, so these parents, you know, they use fear tactics in order to to strip parents rights to choose for their children. And the parents fall for it because, you know, if you're told by every authority figure that you come across a nurse, a doctor, um, your, your other family members, scientists, doctors, they're all saying that this is what's in the best interest of your kid. Why would who are you to question? They know more than you do. Because you weren't trained to do research. You weren't trained to question anything. And if you did question, peer pressure. And it's funny, when we were growing up, you know, we were taught all about peer pressure. Don't succumb to peer pressure. Don't do drugs. Drugs are bad. You know, but that's what our entire society is based on. You know, this, the, the projection that happens in this country is just amazing. They tell you, but then also flip it around on you and use it against you. You know, so when these, when these parents don't question and the nurses don't question, then the child isn't going to question. Why would they? They wouldn't think anything about it. So, you know, I think that when these nurses start seeing these kids come in, they're not going to make a connection that it's vaccine related. They're going to have no clue. Why would they? Why would they question what they've been trained to believe in their entire lives?
0: Right, and and even worse, of course. Well, worse. It's all bad, but um, even at the university and college level, I mean, yeah. these universities and colleges have these massive hospitals and massive "quote unquote" care centers for students. <laughs> They're just going to yeah. be giving them all the exact same thing constantly. Not to mention, and this is rather, I think, odd, and I don't recall it being as bad as it is now, but the other the other vaccines quote unquote that, that these uh, that these students have to take entering the 7th grade and now of course at Talawanda entering your senior year that you have to have a meningitis shot yep unless you have a medical exemption uh,
3: mm-hmm.
0: i mean you well, you, let me, you stick that let on top of a covid there, shot it's game over
2: oh yeah but let me just put this out there that you know you can get around that medical exemption there is always one exemption that will trump any other and that is a religious belief and you know any person that believes in god has any type of a spiritual belief that has has any type of 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 a belief in a higher power at all can mean religion and you can you can use that exemption as a reason for why you can you have exempted your child in the state of Ohio from receiving any vaccine that they deem necessary. Your child is still, well, let, let's not use the legalese term. Your offspring is yours by birthright. And you have the ability to make decisions for that offspring until they become an adult. And when you claim a religious exemption you are starting to take power and control back from the state but you have to be very very careful and I'm I've been learning recently about contract law and consumer law and banking laws and everything that our society has been turned into in order to draw people into their contract as a way to keep you in the system is just astonishing, like just using certain words pulls you back into their contract, like when I was talking about children, children is the the legal ease definition via um the Blacks law dictionary that ties your child to the the corporation that's attached to the state, and that is like a whole other topic and rabbit hole that has literally the depth and the breadth of it has blown my mind because you can't find the edge. You can't find the beginning and everything that's in the center of it is completely convoluted and wrapped in mystery and uncertainty and unknowingness that you don't know what to grab onto and what to hold. Like you know, they're they're canceling flights because their pilots because they were forced to get vaccinated, they can no longer meet F A O requirements. You know, and it's all over TikTok advertisements to to come and be an aviator,
3: <laughs> and amazing. the
2: high pay associated with becoming a pilot. Like it's all over.
0: Yeah, the only that's you know right being a being a pilot and and existing within a K twelve school are clearly the most dangerous jobs a person can have right now.
2: Right. You know, and what's interesting is that um, when you're looking at every time one of these vaccinated people gets sick, that's that's one less time that they're going to have on this earth, you know, because that's the damage to their immune system showing itself. Right. And the, the sicker that they continue to get, the less their body is going to be able to fight it off and save them. And, you know, so like you said, we're not going to see an immediate die off. But we are going to start seeing bodies pile up. And my concern is that by this winter, um, we won't have enough people to bury the bodies. That's, that's my concern. And when that starts happening, it's, it's going to be a trauma that none of us are mentally prepared to deal with. Because you're talking about our friends and our family members, the loved ones that we were trying to protect. That type of psychological damage is—I I can't even really wrap my mind around what that's going to be like—and I don't know that I want to.
0: See, I remember hearing that a year ago, and uh, I remember telling my parents that, and, and that, that was that was something that was going around last summer. Where, of course, they were talking about these shots and, and everything that they're doing. But exactly what you just said, they were saying that these shots are impacting people and have been taken by people who have very specific jobs, which include the removal of bodies. Yes. And they said when those individuals who have those jobs are no longer alive, who's going to remove these dead people? Correct. Yeah.
2: I mean, you've got coroners right now that are coming out talking about how in the 30 years that they've been in practice, they have never had the mass orders of infant and child coffins that they've been seeing. The, the coroners that, the, that embalm the bodies, when they remove the blood from the bodies, they're not finding blood. They're finding blood clots. That go from one end of the body to the other. And they're not even blood clots. They're like thick fibrous tissue. That started growing inside of the arteries. And the veins. Yeah. Like they've never seen anything. Like this before. And they're being silenced. In a way that is just. Horrific. Because they're trying to tell us. What's happening. I listened finally to last week's podcast. And. I noticed something that I, I wanted to, to fix. I had mentioned that I had, you know, opened my office over in Lawrenceburg, uh-huh. and I wanted to to make sure that I give credit where credit is due. My sister, this is my sister's practice that she is graciously allowing me to join her in, and now that she is is understanding, you know, the the complex nature of the things that I do and what level of healing that we can achieve with her patients. Like we know that that it's a very powerful thing. You know what I mean? And and she is she is allowing me to participate in the healing of these patients that we're gonna be seeing and taking care of. And you know, so this is I want to make sure that Flip Side gets the um the actual owner's credit because she's she's an amazing nurse practitioner and she um, truly cares about a patient's mental well-being and and their their ability to function in society, and not just as an as an automaton, but as an actual conscious human being that's capable of making rational decisions for their self and their own well-being. And um, you know, when I was you know advertising for us last week, I had said that it was my practice and. You know, that was that was a major slip. So I wanted to make sure that I, I give her the credit and uh and the ownership
0: of this
3: of this amazing
0: business. So Well that's cool that you're working together too. You know, there's yeah. a lot of a lot of relationships have been destroyed throughout this entire time yeah. here. And uh to to have two siblings come together like that in the same fight's a beautiful thing.
2: It it really is, and I'm I'm very blessed to have her um you know, in my corner, because, like, you know, we've discussed, it's, it's kind of lonely when, you know, you see, see things differently than other people, and, you know, initially in a lot, for a long time, I thought that I was, I was the only one, and, and and now that I'm starting to find others who think like me and see the things that I do, it's, it's a little bit more comforting to know that I'm not alone, you know, and um, we can, we can create the change that we're really wanting to implement in this world, and it's, what's good for humanity you know truly the good for humanity and and not based on corruption and greed
0: thank you for listening to american education fm make sure and check out americaneducationfm.com for more information take care and god bless